Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. On a sleepy day, Princess Isabel and her friends discover something huge and bubbly in the middle of the woods. Will they be able to get everything back to normal? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Brilliant Bath Princess Isabel woke up, gave a big yawn, then went downstairs to find King Daddy and Queen Mummy at the breakfast table. Oh, it was a sleepy sort of day, and no one said very much as they munched on their toast and eggs. What sort of an adventure will you have today, Princess Isabel? King Daddy asked eventually. Princess Isabel looked at him thoughtfully and shrugged. I don't know. I suppose whatever adventure I bump into. It doesn't feel like a particularly adventurous day though, does it? King Daddy agreed that no, it did not. And when Princess Isabel went down the stairs to find her friends, she only half-heartedly swung on her adventure cape. The others were feeling sleepy too, but still, Alred the Unicorn needed to exercise, so they agreed to go through the woods and see if they could see their friends, Princess Maureen at her castle, or Wizardy Bizardy, who lived a bit further on. They set off dreamily. Ulred the Unicorn was walking much slower than his usual pace and Harriet the Hare called and chatted to the birds and animals as they went, updating Princess Isabel on the sparrows whose eggs were hatching and the squirrels who had misplaced their nuts and the badgers who were arguing over the same set. When they got to Princess Maureen's castle, it turned out she had visitors that morning. So Princess Isabel... Ulred and Harriet decided to go on through the woods and then to come back when she was free. They turned into the forests towards Wizardy Bizardy's house and were walking along happily when the forest suddenly stopped. Usually in front of them would be a deep dark wood full of spiders and shadows and chills. But now spread out before them, cut away from the edge of the forest, like someone had just put it there that very moment, was an enormous, pink, bubbly lake. Princess Isabel and her friends said nothing for a long moment. Then Princess Isabel dismounted and reached out her hand over the pink liquid, holding it there for a moment. It's warm! She spoke in utter amazement. Bubbles, said Ulred the unicorn. And just after that, Harriet the hare said, look. The hare gestured up across the water, where, now that Princess Isabel looked properly, she could see something. Or someone. Whatever or whoever it was was standing on top of something and jumping up and down and shouting. But they were so far away that Princess Isabel couldn't work out what it was or what they were shouting. 
Then the figure overbalanced and fell into the lake. They could see the splash and then the figure climbing back onto whatever it was they were standing on. Princess Isabel suddenly knew who it was. Wizardy Bizardy! she shouted across the lake. He obviously heard something, but his shouts back were just as difficult to understand as before. Princess Isabel sighed and turned to her friends. If he's been in it, the water must be safe, and he seems to be in some sort of trouble. But I don't think I could swim all of that way, could you? No, Alred the Unicorn said, definitely. Princess Isabel pursed together her lips, thinking. Wizardy Bizardy obviously needed some help. And then she remembered something else. Last year, when she had gone to the beach, Princess Maureen had had a blow-up boat. Maybe she still had it. We'll come back to rescue you, she bellowed over the water. Sure that Wizardy Bizardy couldn't hear her, but reluctant to leave without saying anything at all. She told the others her plan, and soon they were racing back to Princess Maureen's castle. When he had finally produced the blow-up boat, it turned out that Princess Maureen was free now too. And once Princess Isabel had told her what was going on, she grabbed two sets of swimming things and mounted her horse. Strawberry. The two friends trotted back to the lake, where across the water the figure of Wizardy Bizardy could be seen. He seemed to be sitting. Princess Isabel and Princess Maureen took it in turns blowing up the boat, switching each time that they were out of puff. Eventually they were ready, changing into their swimming costumes, putting on life jackets and getting into the boat. Harriet the Hare refused to come, and Ulred the Unicorn was too big, so it was just the princesses. It was a bit tricky, rowing, but they gradually got the hang of it, though Princess Maureen kept giggling about how funny it was rowing through pink, bubbly water. Once they knew what they were doing, they headed straight for Wizardy Bizardy, and after a little while they could hear him shouting things like, Help! and ahoy, and I only wanted a bath. And soon they arrived at what turned out to be a very tiny island with a rather wet wizard on top. Wizardy Bizardy climbed quickly into the boat, almost turning it over as he did so. I I say, thanks so much, he said to them, putting on his hat and tipping water all over himself. He took it off again. Uh, th- thanks, thanks awfully. I'll, I'll row. You, you, you must be tired. He took the paddles from them and began to work at them very energetically, managing to turn the boat in circles, but not really taking them anywhere. Princess Isabel and Princess Maureen glanced at each other. Uh, Princess Isabel said, Why don't we row so that you can tell us what happened? Ah, good idea, yes. Wizardy Bizardy surrendered the oars and the girls started to row again as Wizardy Bizardy began to speak. 
It, it, it all begins with a worm. You, you see, I was lonely and wanted a chat. So I found an earthworm who looked like he had a good story to tell, but he was quite dirty. So I thought I would give him a bath. And then I thought that a bath might be might be rather nice for me too. But, 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 but the bath wasn't big enough for two. So I did a spell to make the bath bigger. But it hit the worm instead. And then he was as big as me. Though Princess Isabel rather liked worms, she shuddered a little at the thought of a worm that big. Then I needed an even bigger bath. So I put a bit of magic into the bath and put the tap on and then went to have a look at how to shrink the worm again. Then I suppose I got a bit stuck in a book. And then I turned around and, well, I was on that island in the middle of all this. So this, this is your bath? Princess Isabel asked. And there's a giant worm on the loose, Princess Isabel added. Well, yes, and, and yes, I suppose. They arrived back at the shore. Princess Isabel told the others what had happened and Princess Maureen started to unpack a picnic that her cook had sent with them. I suppose you can just magic it all away again then, Harriet the Hare said to Wizardy Bizardy, who was lying on the ground looking tired. He shook his head. I've, I've used too much magic. Getting rid of it will take, well, it'll take a huge amount of magic and I just don't have enough. Princess Isabel frowned. Is there anything we can do? Wizardy Bizardy rolled onto his side and frowned. We need to find some magic gems. About five would do it and they will be around here somewhere. Any big spell always creates the, it always creates the gems that are needed to undo it. But it's a huge area. I'm not sure that we'd ever find them all. We will have to, Princess Isabel said firmly. We can't leave the woods like this. She didn't even mention the worm. We will do it, but after lunch, Princess Maureen said. She had laid out a picnic blanket with plates of sandwiches, lovely salad and cucumber and carrots and sugar snap peas and sausages and pies and cakes. And everyone agreed with her at once. And then there was much munching. After they had finally finished, they started to search. Wizardy Bizardy said the gems would be bright, possibly pink like the lake, shining a little and about as big as Harriet the Hare's front paw. And that they could be anywhere, around the lake or in it. Let's look around the outside first, Princess Isabel said firmly, and so they split up and started to look. Ulred the unicorn looked up in the trees, the princesses wherever they could, and Harriet the Hare down on the ground. They looked and looked and looked, making their way all around the edge of the lake. 
Harriet the Hare found the first gem. It was in between some dandelion leaves, she said, as she hopped towards them, holding it in her mouth. She gave it to Princess Isabel, who gasped. It was very beautiful, a deep pink colour with lots of facets reflecting the light and glowing from the inside. They continued to look. After a long while, Princess Maureen found another gem right on the edge of the lake. This one was a more purpley pink and the gems looked just wonderful together. They kept looking and looking until they came all the way back to where they had started, to their picnic spot. Princess Isabel knew what they had to do next, but she couldn't see how. How were they meant to search the whole of the lake bath thing? It didn't have any animals in it, and none of them could swim that well. She wished that the Loch Monster was here, but he wasn't. I, I have an idea, Wizardy Bizardy spoke tentatively, although he trailed off. What is it? Princess Isabel said kindly. Well, there's a spell. I, 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 know, I know my spells often go wrong, but this is one that I used to do a lot of the time. In fact, the first time I did it, I was trying to do something else, but it's jolly useful. What is it? Harriet the Hare asked, and Princess Isabel hoped it was a spell that would make whatever you wanted fly into your hand. Mermaids, Wizardy Bizardy said. I mean, tails and breathing underwater. I mean, oh dear, I do get mixed up. I can make you into a mermaid to look in the water. Princess Isabel's mouth dropped open. And when she looked over to Princess Maureen, she saw that the same had happened to her. Is it safe? she asked in a whisper, feeling very excited. I mean, how does it? It only lasts for one hour, Wizardy Bizardy said, looking pleased that they liked his plan. So, so you, you do have to be careful to be back on the surface by then. Anything else? Princess Isabel said, and Wizardy Bizardy shook his head. And so they decided to do it. Wizardy Bizardy said he couldn't do the spell on himself, so it would have to be just the princesses. Princess Isabel reached over to take Princess Maureen's hand and squeezed it. She was very excited. When Wizardy Bizardy was ready, the two princesses got into the water, Princess Maureen grabbing a little bag to put the gems in. The water was lovely, warm and fresh at the same time somehow, and the bubbles smelled beautiful. Princess Isabel swam a few strokes and gave a big smile. Wizardy Bizardy said some magic words, waved his arms in the air strangely, and then... Princess Isabel smelled a strong smell of fish and then suddenly her whole body felt different. She desperately didn't want to be out of the water, so she plunged her head and her body underneath, realising as she did so that she no longer had legs but a strong purplish tail. 
She laughed in delight, but as she was underwater, the sound was strange. The good thing was she could still see. It was dark and very pink, but she thought her mermaid eyes must be helping. She looked and saw Princess Maureen with a lovely turquoise tail, swimming around in circles and loops and grinning. Princess Isabel caught her eye and pointed. It was time to start the search. They swam together, looking at every part of the ground. Princess Isabel had half expected it to be the forest in there, just sunken, but instead it was rock in different shapes and hollows and caves. There were plants too, but they were underwater plants like seaweed, but in bluey greens waving from the bottom of the bath. They looked, and it wasn't long before Princess Maureen pointed to something, and when Princess Isabel looked, there was a faint glowing in a crack between two rocks. They swam towards it and could see a gem stuck. They couldn't get it out with their hands, so had to work together to pull one of the stones away. It was heavy, but they did it, and soon Princess Maureen was holding a glowing gem in her hand. Two more to go. They kept on swimming. It was wonderful moving through the water so easily, so smoothly, and they covered the ground more quickly than they had thought. Princess Isabel thought they had probably used about a third of their time and kept her eyes roaming around constantly to look for more gems. Then she saw something. They were in a part with lots of the weeds and plants waving all around them, but as they moved in the water, Princess Isabel was sure that, for a moment, she had seen a glimmer from below. They swam downwards, through the plants which got thicker and thicker as they went. When they got to the bottom, they started to comb through the roots, trying to work quickly as the plants swayed all around them. Princess Isabel found it. It was a bright blue gem and she picked it up quickly before the current moved it away. The two princesses grinned at each other, then swam up to continue the search. They kept swimming and swimming, feeling as though they must be almost back where they had started and also that their time must be almost finished when they both saw two things at the same time. Below them, curled up under the water, was a ginormous earthworm, and glimmering underneath its tail was the last gem. It was pure white, and its light shone through the water. There was no mistaking what it was. Princess Isabel gulped. Then the two princesses began to swim downwards, trying to make as little noise or movement as possible. They reached the ground. The worm wasn't moving. Princess Isabel flicked her tail very, very gently and moved slowly, slowly towards the worm. She reached out her hand and took the gem. They backed away and swam away, but Princess Isabel's mind was racing. The worm, was he going to be okay? What was going to happen to him when they undid the spell? She stopped. Princess Maureen looked over to her. The time was running out, she knew, but she couldn't leave the worm there on his own. She made some signals to Princess Maureen, who reluctantly agreed 
and they got to work. First, they needed weeds, the long, strong ones. They swam to the roots and with sharp rocks managed to break off a few strands. Next, they needed to move very, very carefully. They went down to the worm and one by one placed the plants underneath it, wrapping them around and around so that he would be supported from all angles. Then it was time to pull. Using all of their mermaid strength, Princess Isabel and Princess Maureen swam for the surface, wriggling their tails as hard as they could, pulling and pulling. The worm rose from the floor and, safely wrapped in pondweed, followed them as they swam to the shore. The hour was up. Princess Isabel could see the side of the lake when her tail disappeared, leaving her legs kicking with much less power. She burst to the surface so they could breathe and she and Princess Maureen swam the last few metres until they reached the shore. When they got there, Wizardy Bizardy took the weeds and gently drew the worm to the side, where it began burrowing a huge hole immediately. Princess Maureen shuddered and moved out of its way. Did you get the gems? Harriet the Hare asked, coming over to nuzzle Princess Isabel's leg. We did, Princess Maureen said, and tipped out the little bag. Wizardy Bizardy took the gems he put them all together in a pile on the floor, rubbed his hands together and started a spell. Princess Isabel sat down, took a leftover piece of cake and watched. He was just about to start when she stood up. Stop, she said, and everyone looked at her. Maybe we should get rid of the lake later. Now that we know we can do it, I think before that... We should have some fun. Think about it. Boats, races, swimming and jumping and diving. Slowly, the others started to grin and they agreed. Harriet the Hare sent out some messages with birds and animals and soon people started to arrive. King Daddy and Queen Mummy appeared with a giant inflatable assault course. Prince Hamish and Princess Bonnie came with a big Loch Monster water toy and others came from all around. They had races and played water polo and they dived and jumped and splashed and laughed and laughed. Princess Maureen's Queen Mummy and King Daddy brought a giant barbecue for everyone and once they had all got too tired to swim anymore, everyone had a delicious feast. And when all the fun that was possible to have had been had, Wizardy Bizardy finally gathered the gems once more and said his spell. The bath started to shrink. And as it did, magnificent fireworks exploded in the sky above it in all the wonderful colours of the gems they had found. Once it was finally all over, Princess Isabel said a very sleepy goodbye to all her friends. Wizardy Bizardy said a big thank you and Princess Isabel headed for home with her parents. By the time they got back to the palace, Princess Isabel was fast asleep on Ulred the Unicorn's back. I suppose it was an adventure day, 
after all, Queen Mummy whispered to King Daddy as they put Princess Isabel into her bed. The end. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're starting our brand new series full of magic, snow and adventure. Tune in for our new episodes every Thursday.